Hey, welcome to Late Night in Seattle. This is your host, Adam uh, Robbie. Unfortunately, I was able to do this interview. It's very impromptu. Uh, this is an interview with Lenny Randall, who played with the Seattle Mariners in 1981 and 1982. And he randomly just uh, hit me up after I've been asking him if he could be on the show. And he's like, hey, Adam, let's just do it right now. And I'm like, right now? I'm, it's uh, 7 a.m. where I was. And I was in Hawaii for a wedding. And Lenny Randall was calling from Italy. So... It would be very hard for us to have a good time that worked for both of us. So I was just like, all right, let's do it. And he's, I'm like, would you be able to take a link? And he's like, what? No, just get on Facebook, man. We'll do Facebook. And and I we did a Facebook talk and uh, yeah, we just recorded it. So this is the interview. Just a little background on Lenny Randall, who... He's a really great friend and good guy overall. Uh, he played for the Seattle Mariners in 1981 and 1982. He actually batted over 300 for a couple seasons while he played for the Texas Rangers and New York Mets. He was a very famous on blooper reels that when he played was playing third base for the Mariners. He had this genius idea on a ball that was bunted perfectly down the third third baseline. It's on turf, so he got on his knees and started blowing the ball foul and if you you might picture it because you've probably seen it multiple times on the blooper reels when you went to the the mariner games or any any game really it's it's always up there and uh, even a few weeks ago gino eugenio suarez on the mariners actually just like kicked the ball foul kind of in tribute of that incident he also had a really famous video on reddit that's been going around over the last couple years where the pitcher threw the ball behind him. The pitcher was apparently known to to brush people back. And Lenny on the next pitch bunts the ball down the first baseline and decides to blow up the pitcher who's feeling the fielding the ball and a brawl ensues. This is the interview with Lenny, who is a journeyman who played in Italy and was actually the first players who went across from the United States to to Europe to play or to play internationally. So here it is. Here's Late Night with Lenny Randall. So, Lenny, you're back in Italy, huh? Mm-hmm. So you used to, you were like one of the yeah, first like first journeymen to go to Italy and play baseball internationally, right, from the United States. Have you ever been to Italia? No, I've never been. Are you in Rome? Have you ever left? What was the furthest place you've ever traveled to? You know, I actually been to Israel for a little bit, and I and I went to Europe. Uh, went around in in Europe, so I went to like Spain. Uh, I went to Munich for Oktoberfest once. Uh, I went to Greece, yeah. but I never made it to Italy. Unfortunately, I was right next to it. Italy, Italy, and, and Jerusalem. When I went to uh, Arafat, was there, and uh, the Wailing Wall. I was praying that they wouldn't bomb while I'm doing a prayer right. for the Mets to win the pennant. Yeah, remember to go to the playoffs. You know, I had there you go. Reasons, so. Did it? Did it work? <laughs> Probably not. So, so it's working now. <laughs> in the playoffs, yeah. and the Mets are in the playoffs. Oh yeah, good. there you go. Eminent. Yeah. So anyway, the Welling Wall was a wonderful place. Jerusalem, Beersheba, uh, Masada. I went to the actual pool where they had uh, jacuzzis and uh, and that sycamore tree. I, it was a fun, amazing journey going through. Uh, Jerusalem and going to the pilgrimage. Did you do any of that when you were there? 
Yeah, I stayed in Tel Aviv, and we would go to Tel Jerusalem. Aviv. Yeah, and Tel Aviv's fun. It's like, I don't know, I'd yeah. describe it as like Miami of the Middle East or something. <laughs> and then you... Yeah, we did a lot of shopping. Let's just, let's just get it out there. You did a lot of shopping yeah. in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv had a little bit of Beverly Hills in it, a little bit of... Uh, For sure. Uh, road, road drive. <laughs> it's, a, it's a city yeah, life. Yeah, the city life. Yeah, it's, it's really modern. And it's a, it's like 30 minutes from Jerusalem. Yeah, so I'm here for a, Ben and Diana, my friend's wedding. They're getting married. It's been They've been trying to get married for like two or so years and, you know, with the COVID stuff. And they're finally having it. So we're here for a wedding and we're making it an extended vacation. So just here a little bit longer for, awesome. for fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Stay as long as you can because they know how to party in Hawaii. Okay. They know leisure. <laughs> We're in Honolulu area. It's fun. So go to Waikiki and get a pancake on me with syrup. They have those pineapple syrup. It's awesome. Ooh. The best pancakes in the world, yeah. You've like been? A good stack. Yeah, when I was in the Pacific Coast League, we used to go 21 day stays. I used to have Bill Madlock get lost and Steve Greenberg and, and, and Bill Fahey, some of my teammates that were in the Pacific Coast League. We won the championship, but we stayed 21 days in Hawaii. Oh, okay. And so, we didn't want to go back to America. <laughs> I have a buddy there named Junior IU, teammate from Arizona State University, linebacker. He's the mayor, pro tem mayor. Oh, so wow. call him and tell him to give you what you want. Junior Don- IU. He's very famous, very popular guy. Played so the, in pro league, NFL, and Canada, the Alouettes. Junior so IU. He's oh. awesome. And he does fire dancing too at halftime. At very Arizona cool. State. When, you know, when you're in the when, when you're in the Pacific Coast League, was that so? Like when you went to Honolulu after like the Pacific Coast League, that was for a vacation, right? Not you guys weren't playing any teams in Hawaii. In no, we were going. We would stay over there for long because you know when they come to the states, they stay get all the games and tournaments. You know, Spokane, Albuquerque, uh, Sacramento. There, there were teams and and Yakima. Uh, uh, they were close. So they stay longer, so they because they weren't in the states that long. So they get all their games and make their tour, and then they go back. They make the tour and visit. Very cool. And when we go there, we do the same thing. So we stay there, you know, two two weeks, and uh, make the best of it because that's all. You know, it took you what five hours to get there from Seattle. Oh yeah, exa- yeah, exactly five hours. We took a so we have a day to recuperate. It takes a day or two to recuperate. Depends on. How you party. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, can I ask you a few questions on, like, uh, you know, your career in the Mariners? Real quick. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got a call the other day from the Mariners about coming back and doing a Don't Blow Go to College at Third Base Exhibit Camp. Oh, and yeah, I think that'd be your cool. Mom and Dad. That would be cool. So, yeah. Bill Cates, I'll give you a call. We'll do it at your site of Mariner facility or Kent, Washington at Russell Field. And it's amazing. The other night, Gino was about to yell the ball foul or kick the ball foul or blow the ball foul. <laughs> and, uh, and they called me, guy named, um, uh, the Mariner staff said, there's a Lenny Randall moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how many millions of people have seen that moment where, where you dropped on your knees and blew the ball, yelled at the ball to go foul, right? What'd you yell? I I get you a shirt. <laughs> I have that on a T-shirt saying, don't blow it, go to college. So Lenny, you were you're probably like one of the first people to go to Italy from the United States, right? And even play internationally. Like, how did that experience come up? Well, I played on the Olympic team. We were in the uh, Dominican Republic, and 
Pan Am Games. So the Pan Am Games introduced me to the Italian team. And the Italian team invited me from college to say, when your career is over, you need to come and play in Italy. And I kept running into Italian people because my mom worked for uh, a fabric company and, and lingerie business, Catani. So okay. I was speaking Italian at 18, 19, 20. I was in the family, family Italiano, Eleotisciotto, Ventiani, and Jogare, wow. and Barlari, and Mangiare. Look at that. That means I ate in Italiano. Adesso io pensando in Italiano perché è importante la futuro per mangiare, la futuro per musica, la futuro per ballare, l'entusiasmo. Plus, you stay younger when you eat five course meals every day <laughs> and go to the Mediterranean Sea. I was going to say, you, you look really good. You're looking really grazie, good. Grazie, grazie, yeah. grazie, bello, grazie tanto. That means a lot of thanks, bro. Yeah. So you met you. You, <laughs> you were able to I speak. Still, uh, you, I still see you as a little twelve-year-old kid running around the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a different kind of head on. <laughs> yeah, it's I have bad head, you know. Yeah, so I remember you winning. Uh, you won some uh, those Nintendo. What is that games that uh, Bill Casey came up with? Uh, the Xbox. That, uh, the Xbox, yeah, yeah. you guys had Xboxes on the table. Oh yeah, I definitely like. had the Xbox. <laughs> um, so you're you're yeah. able to speak Italian at, at a young age because you're probably what like tw- in your twenties when you're speaking Italian and um, going, at 18, going overseas. Eighteen, Spanish and Italian was my whole life, and then uh, studying in college and singing it as well. On the cantante canzone, o sole mio, avanti di, and then. Uh, Vamos a la playa, oh, oh, the songs <laughs> that we, you know, in Stevie One. That means Isla let's go to the beach, Astoria, right? Or let's go play. Uh. Isla la storia de amor. So Stevie Wonder, one of my idols, sang Italian and Spanish. Very so cool. So I studied music, Dino to, to Stevie, to uh, Dean Martin even in Sinatra. So I started learning the languages and singing it and that's how I learned that's beautiful Spanish and, uh, yeah, so you need to learn some Hawaiian I do need to learn yeah I need to learn some other languages for sure I'm not bilingual so that would be yeah I definitely need to okay, pick up some do. other languages the so Adam can yeah. you say spaghetti can I say what spaghetti spaghetti <laughs> or can you say tagliatelli tagliatelli is that what you can you say buongiorno buongiorno you speak Italian. Now there you Italian. go. Exactly. I got a few words. I got spaghetti and buongiorno. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, bella. That means beautiful girl. Oh. <laughs> get... Yeah, you really need to know that one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, a beautiful language. It's pretty amazing because awesome. you pretty much led the way for all the other international players, essentially, who are playing now in Japan and Italy and across the country. When yeah. I went over to Japan, Nomo and uh, Sataharo were the, the stars, and I was a guest of theirs with Hank Aaron and wow. Craig Poole and, and, uh, Ed and uh, Bob Gibson. I took 15 guys over there, Kelbrew, Joe DiMaggio, Reggie Jackson, uh, Tom Seaver. That's Brody. amazing. I took a team of 15 guys, Billy North. So Sada Ho was our king, and Hank Aaron was their king of home runs, and we respected him so much that I talked to Ichiro, and he was a little kid. We did 31-kid camp. 31 kids. Wow. And, and, that, and we started speaking. We say, run the first, take off your hat, look hard like Willie Mays. <laughs> so anyway, baseball is universal language. All 16 languages now are in baseball. 
even Nicaragua. Very cool. Um, actually, there's some yeah. very popular clips that you're a part of. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with them, but one of them obviously is, is you going on your knees and blowing the ball <laughs> and yelling at the ball foul, which was a genius. A lot of people call it a genius move. Apparently, it wasn't allowed, but... At the time, I think a lot of people were like one, you know, wondering what the rules were for it. It was you're the first person, and I think the only person to this day to just there was a bunt down the third baseline. You got on your knees and blew the ball fast. It's very famous on all the blooper reels. I'm sure like most of our listeners know that. Tell tell us about that a little bit. Well, I I was taught like military, do whatever it takes to win. So yeah. I was doing a little Billy Martin. So get hit by the ball, yell at the ball, blow the ball foul getting a pickle, getting a rundown, make the pitcher balk. So I did a lot of crazy things, antics. So we weren't selfish players. We were just winning players. We just did. We didn't hit for average. We hit for to win. Yeah. So get a guy over. You put a guy over now, it's like uh, at the Congress. <laughs> we beat the shift. We, there was no shift with us. <laughs> if there was a shift, we could bunt a double, a bunt a third, a bunt a short. And if we didn't, it was $500 fine. So we were smart guys. We didn't want to pay uh, money for not being able to do whatever it takes to win. So I just tried to win the game, dropped on the ground. Larry Anderson's yelling at me, Lanny, Lanny, do something, do something. Julio Cruz, Danny, do something. Uh, So he I just said, I'm going to yell the ball foul. God bless Julio. Bless his soul. He just passed. Yeah, like a year ago, right? Or something. I think he coached uh, high school baseball for a while, too. Good guy. Yeah, he coached Radio Seattle. So whatever it takes to win, and the guys don't do whatever it takes to win anymore. We would have bunted. it. I mean, I saw a, a Robert Cano, I think it was, or Joy Gallo or somebody bunt it to third. The shift was on in another country. Everybody was in right field. And he goes, wow, left field's open, duh. Shortstop's <laughs> open, duh. Third base is nobody there, duh. Even if you lay a bad butt right. down, it's a hit. And then we just call it a double, still second. <laughs> Nobody's there. It's crazy, yeah. With the shift, you'd think there'd be, you'd think everyone would be bunting or doing something just to be like, hey, you know, making more fair playing game. But yeah, you haven't really seen too much of that. There, I mean, there, I, I think players are kind of some players are starting to, you know, poke it the other way. But you don't well, really, yeah. Pte. I, I mean, put, put me on the field. Low, I would bunt it. To, <laughs> I would do a little bunt. You know, just why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30 bunts is 30 more runs, 30 more hits, 30 more million. Right? <laughs> Speaking of bunts, I re- there's actually a really famous play on Twitter and Reddit. And I think the pitcher was Bob Johnson through. I was throwing. That guy, people, let me get the real one. I'm going to give you the inside scoop. Yeah. Bob Johnson played in the 60s. That's not Bob Johnson. Uh, who Milt was it? Wilcox. Okay. Milt Wilcox was a good honor with the Cincinnati Reds who threw it. Two of my teammates gave him concussions. He started throwing at players' heads in AAA and Denver, in Denver, Colorado. We had there you're right. Teams. Yeah, Rangers, Wilcox. It's a red thing. They were intimidating team. Johnny Bench, Tony Perez, Joe Morgan, Pete Rose. Uh, you know you know the lineup. Dave Concepcion. So the pitchers threw at players. My roommate and buddy I grew up with was Wayne Simpson, the number one pick for the Cincinnati Reds. People don't know that I knew where everything was going on on Cincinnati Reds. And then in winter ball, I knew everything they ate, slept, farted, in, and dated Cincinnati Red. <laughs> so I knew he was a hit So I told the umpire, look, if the guy throws at me, I'm from Arizona State University. Yeah. You don't play that. You got to protect your Only teammates. You don't play that. Yeah. You got to protect your 
supermates, your family, your city, your wife and your kids and your country. And if you don't do that, don't come back to the bench. Billy Martin, don't come back to the bench. Ted Williams, don't come back to the bench. Ted Williams, don't come back to the bench. Joe Torrey, don't come back to the bench. I'm talking about great. Yo, don't come back to the freaking bench. Okay. So he threw at me and tried to hit me two times at the head. As you oh see my. that, in the, if you look at the whole thing. And he missed. I'm a black belt karate. I'm a hard duck. I'm oh, don't mess with Lenny. Don't mess with my family. Okay. So he he did. And he and I told the umpire. And the umpire says, well, Lenny, get in the box. I'll, I'll handle it. So he knew already before the game. So when I bunt it on the line, I didn't think the idiot was going to try to pick up the ball and try to tag me. He should have just threw the ball to first. Right. I'm a football player. We instinctively do the Deion Sanders T-ball. Put the line, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Let's go. You want some of me? You want some of me? No, you don't. Have you tried to kill me twice? What would you do? For the listeners uh, who aren't familiar with this, basically there, Lenny bunted it down the – or you were batting left-handed. First time. So you right bunted it down the first baseline like a drag bunt. The pitcher picks it up and was trying to tag you, and you laid him out full speed, decked him to the ground, and then a fight pretty much ensued right after that, right? Well, the first baseman, John Ellis, tra- tackled me. I'm touching the toe of my back, and I, and I broke his shoulder. I'm a football guy. I'm yeah. 42 to first. You, you know, a 3-3. Three, three. You don't mess with a guy right. running your steam like a locomotive to touch a base. So he broke his shoulder. I went to the bank. All of a sudden, 40,000 people were on the field and the stands, and 10 teammates from their side jumped in it, and 40 of my teammates in the bullpen, the triple-A, double-A, everybody came out of nowhere. I don't know where they came from. I mean, these are like 6'6", 250-pound athletes. It should have been like Kim Norton, Muhammad Ali. You don't want to yeah. mess with the Texas Ranger fans. What's it players. Like? That was that kind of area. What's it like being in the middle of a, not only starting the brawl, being like, you know, in the middle of one? What's what's it? What's a... <laughs> you don't think about it. It's instinctive. You just, you don't think, and it's like, why did you hit me? Right. And that good guy's talking smack and he come in and just like a match. It just lights. And next thing you know, one guy or five guys don't like two of the other guys, the other team from something happened, double A or A ball or dated his sisters. They've got different issues. So everybody has somebody they don't like on another team. So that gave them the chance to go get the guy they didn't like. And one of the guys was uh, Frank Duffy, Brohammer, uh, Milt Wilcox, uh, John L. It was like half the team. Uh, Dave Duncan, the catcher, was a knucklehead. You know, he was That's always so funny. the one. You know, if the catcher does this, that means throw at him. Drip the thumb. So the catcher's calling that shot. I see this on Reddit like every six months, This and it has hundreds of thousands of views but like no everyone's like i wonder who that guy was and a few people are like it's lenny randall like but you know that video is so famous well what i need on, you to do on the internet i need you to do this from now on you'll handle all the rights to that video you get your 10 20 or 50 percent. <laughs> you make sure you can pay first and i get paid second because you need to capitalize now you got a mathematical mind because you're a genius so you need to get them sending a check to you and me. Okay. And we'll handle that right away. Oh. Then we'll take all the credits out to get them out of the way and say, guys, thank you. You've done it for five years or two years. You had enough. It's our turn now. All right. I appreciate it. I'll do my, I'll do my best we'll to do credits for that and get you. get You deserve to get paid for all that. All, all those highlights. <laughs> you know, I don't know, like, in those blooper videos, right? You're, you're, getting, you're, you're being seen on the bloopers on major league teams 
all the time. I'm sure Major League Baseball owns the rights to that video. I don't know how many millions of people laugh and remember about some of the, the highlights. Really the genius plays that you did during your playing time. You know, I'm makes people happy. Billy Martin Jr. You remember Adam, you remember Billy Martin Jr.? Yeah. Billy Martin Jr. was at the games. He was like my little uh, quarterback, wide receiver. I was mentoring him to, in football in, in, in Texas with uh, Billy saying, look, I'm assigning you. I don't want my son to be a baseball player. I want my son to be a football player like uh, Roger Stallback. Oh, really? Newsom. That's who would come to the park every day. So I was training him to be a football player. So Billy Martin Jr. called me the other day, him and David Maddow, and said, Lenny, we got to get the rights back to this video because our dad, my dad, and you, and Billy, and, and David, we were at the game. We were 12 years old. We remember everything <laughs> they did to you. <laughs> He's now an agent in Texas. Oh, so we'll okay. see if he'll get him. Yeah, so, and he, and he kind of looks like you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so I said, oh, by the way, the Oakland A's need you as a manager, so I'll see if I maybe, can get you as a manager. Yeah, maybe Oakland I'll just A's. tell him I'm Billy Martin Jr., you know, or his uh, co- his brother or cousin or something. Maybe they'll get me a game. <laughs> you can pass. You know, I ended up actually worked for the Mariners front office for a little bit back in college, like as oh, an intern. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was great. I love the organization. We weren't a winning team at the time. It was really fun just being a part of an organization like the the Seattle Mariners. It's just really unique and kind of like a dream. You know, it's a dream. You're working for a major league baseball team. So I'm sure you probably lived your dreams, right? Like you probably grew up wanting to play baseball. Every was, day I wake yeah. up with a new, Adam, every day I wake up with a new dream to live. Music, sports, entertainment. I come up with ideas. Doesn't stop. So never have one dream. Have at least 10, 20. Go to the next one. It's just so amazing and surreal. Do you want to talk about maybe the, the work you're doing, the charity work or the camps that you've been working on? A little plug for yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm all plugged out, but we do a, a free scholarship. It's been doing it for 30 years. Wow. And we give away um, 15,000 per person to enter. We usually have 15 to uh, 5,000 people of Texas, Los Angeles on the 28th. I'm sorry, the 24th. Uh, Staples Center's coming up. Just had one in Pomona, a Latin scholarship, Latino scholarship. And we're thinking of doing one in Italy. All you do is show up. We have 15 colleges on the spot giving away money, scholarships to go. HBCU, D1 on the spot. Just have a 2-5 or better and get get into STEM. The, the current thing yep, is science and technology. Technology, science, technology, engineering, agriculture, math, music, uh, medicine, sports medicine, science. That's the future. So, kids, you can't be an NBA guy. Forget about it. You can't <laughs> be an MLB guy. Forget about it. You got a better chance of 80 to 90 percent of being science, technology, engineering, agriculture, math, music, medicine, science. That's the future. 57 people from the IRS, 57,000 people getting ready to quit working. Somebody got to hire somebody, right? I'd hire all of you guys. Just follow the app and get a job. I mean, make over 57000 a year on a starting pay. So football, baseball, basketball, 1% or 2%, 7%. Not a good odds. This is 80 90%. So let's not be stupid, be smarter. People that think, oh, my son's going to be the next Mike Trout. Yeah, right. Okay, forget about it. My son's the next LeBron James. Hey. Love you too. Great thought. He could just dribble, but he can't think like LeBron. Sorry, he's not six nine. Get him in science, technology, engineering, <laughs> and out the sports be a secondary thing. You know, Absolutely. you gotta have something to fall back. 
And you went to Arizona State, right? You were you were there. You were, you went before you played in the majors. You got your degree from from Arizona yeah, State, right? Yeah. Yeah, nowadays, yeah, nowadays you don't see that in in sport and baseball as much. You don't see uh, players finishing out and joining the, the major. <laughs> they're they're out of high school or they're you know very. Adam, it's a thing, dude. You're getting an offer of three to four million dollars. You could buy a college for five hundred thousand to a half a million to a million dollars. A one point five million yeah. to USC. <laughs> so players aren't those about. What do I do at life after sports? You better start thinking about right. life after sports, guy. A lot of guys are broke. Yeah, right? that's true. Or they gave it to Kim Kardashian's family. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lenny, it was a pleasure having you and talking to you, and I really appreciate it. You're really a journeyman, and uh, you know, a huge. We're just a huge fan of you uh, in Seattle and you know across the world. I'm sure a lot of people are fans of you. They don't even know it. They Thank just they just so see much. your videos everywhere, and they're just like they don't know who that is. But we'll try to get your name out there and let people know that's Lenny Randall, the guy blowing Adam. the ball foul. That's Lenny Randall who blew up <laughs> the guy after he bunted the ball to start a brawl. You know, so oh, <laughs> my secret agent Adam. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks for listening. Lenny was awesome. I appreciate him for being interested and actually joining us on the show. That was really nice of him and kind of him. Really just a generous, all-around good guy. Lenny's been in my life actually for a while since I actually went to his camp back when I was 12 years old, as he might have mentioned on the show, and uh, we kept in touch. He actually coincidentally has a picture with uh, Bill Gates and my mom was happened to be there at the same time and she's like, should I take a picture? And he's like, no, no, get in the picture too. And so it's a picture of Bill Gates, Lenny, and and my mom, who who used to work uh, at Microsoft at the time, and uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty funny story. He uses that picture to tell kids, "Hey, don't blow it, stay in school." So that's the great Lenny Randall. And thanks for listening to Late Night.